Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Money Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Kill. I have been so excited to release this interview with my friend, Terry Patterson. Some of you may have noticed that there has been a few weeks gap in between episodes because I may or may not have deleted the first interview by accident. So Terry was kind enough to come back on and re-record this interview with me because we felt like it was super important for you guys to to hear this conversation that we were having about generational wealth. So I'm really pleased with how it turned out. Um, I'm super excited about all of the themes that we covered here under the umbrella of generational wealth, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast, where we'll discuss how to maximize your money with ease and without restriction, as if by magic. I'm your host, Shannon Kill, and here we'll deep dive into everything from unraveling and rebuilding your money mindset to applying simple yet practical techniques to create a sustainable, fruitful relationship with your money so you can create lasting wealth for you and your community. Join me regularly to take advantage of advice from leading industry experts that you won't want to miss. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Money Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Kill. Today wraps up our two-part series on the topic of generational wealth, and I'm thrilled to introduce you all today's guest, my friend and fellow personal finance enthusiast, Terry Patterson. Terry is a multifaceted entrepreneur and licensed financial professional with a passion for empowering others to shift their mindset and grow their bank accounts. Terry, thanks so much for being here today. Chatting with you always leaves me feeling inspired. So can you tell us all a little bit about yourself and how you got started on your journey? Absolutely. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you for having me on. So for myself, I actually started off in the medical field. I've always had a passion for helping others. And, you know, what, what, better way can you help people besides their own health at least so I thought so pursuing that I got to the point to realize you can help people be healthier you can help look for different so for me sorry I was a medical laboratory scientist so for me I worked in the lab we did a lot of testing and so I was helping them find answers to the questions that they had in their results so we can find those results um, and the answers but the thing that I realized was money still plays a huge role in people's overall happiness because the more money someone has the more the better care and the more options that they can also get so i started to realize that you know let me take another look at money in a different way and so i i started to find ways that i could help people make more money because to me i realized that money 
you know, money's not everything, but it's pretty much just as important as air is. You need it to be able to live. And so if I could help people make more money, I was hoping that I could help them live a more fulfilling life, doing the things that they really wanted, having access to things that they needed. And so that took me on my journey to, um, working in network marketing. And that's what I did for about six years. Then I started to realize on that journey for myself, okay, now there's levels to money. When you start making so much money, you know, what, um, what do I need to be doing with this money? What's different? How do I save? How do I truly, mm. you know, put back and have generational wealth? And then I started to ask those questions and I realized a lot of people didn't know the answers and I couldn't really find what I was looking for. So for me, that just let me know that there's actually a huge need for financial education. And so I just was like, you know what, since I can't find these answers um, or I, I didn't have people to reach out to that would be able to help me, I need to be that person that helps other people know what to do with that money that they have letting them know what options are available. So that's how I transitioned to finally getting to from medicine to still helping with health and wellness, but then realizing really showing people what to do with their finances and what's available. That's what's gotten me to where I am today. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So for anybody who is not super familiar with the concept of generational wealth, what does that mean to you as an individual? So for me, when I think about generational wealth, I'm thinking about what is happening generations to come from basically what I left behind. And so mm -hmm. for me, I want to have a, um, well, the mindset of generational wealth is making sure that what I do today takes care of the future generations to come after me. So my children's children, their children's children, that's what generational wealth is. So it's not, most people typically think of it as like money and land and assets, but really it's also mindset. It's also, mm. you know, strategies. It's also different things that you teach that people understand what to do with that money and how they can continue to keep growing it and growing it for generations to come to where your family doesn't have those financial burdens to where they're not struggling to where their systems already set up in place that if, Hey, somebody wanted to start a business in 50 years, there could be a system in place that you could, one of your offspring spring would be able to do that they have the resources and the access to it and so that's what generational wealth is just having something set up that your family can continue to thrive off of for years to come yeah no I love that emphasis on education too that's actually something that I talked about in the first um, part of this series was the education piece of it right because we all kind of know how to make money at this point right and we know how to teach others to make money but what do we do after we're gone to make sure that that continues to build and to grow and that's where building in that infrastructure and and teaching and passing on that education really becomes super important because once we're not here anymore there needs to be systems in place to ensure that that continues to grow, whether we're here or not. So you, you touched on this a little bit, but what sparked your specific interest in generational wealth and why is it so important for you now to lay that foundation? Right, so originally when I was working my nine to five, 
I wasn't really thinking about generational wealth. I was thinking more of like survival. How do we get Mm -hmm. through the next week? How do we get through the next month? And so at that point, I wasn't really able to see the bigger picture. But as I was introduced to network marketing, there was a lot of um, talk about, you know, your future and leaving a legacy and generational wealth. And so that just kind of really put in perspective that life is more than just, you know, some that is going to outlive you. And so that's where I really um, started to think about generational wealth. And that's what really drove me just being around those people, being around bigger mindsets, having me realize that you should be more concerned with what's going on in the future, just the everyday what's going on. And so that's um, network marketing, I guess, definitely introduced me um, on a larger scale to really be thinking about a bigger impact versus just survival um, and trying to make it. Hmm. Yeah. Impact is a, a huge theme that I've been kind of wrestling with lately just in my personal life, I've been trying to figure out what ways can I have the biggest bang for my buck, right? Like, how can I maximize my effort? How can I make the largest impact with my actions? So I love that. Um, So what are some challenges that you see come up um, when you're helping people plan out their financial goals? What are some of the challenges that people face and what are some suggestions that you can make to our audience to kind of work through some of those things on their own time? Right. So I feel like it seems so basic, but most of everything and most of all of our problems and challenges start in our own mind. So our mindset of how you view money, what you think is attainable, just your outlook, that is one of the biggest problems that people face. And it's really shifting your mind to believe you are capable of doing this or what's also attainable and what you're able to reach. So mindset is definitely the first thing that a lot of people have to overcome. And it's, you know, even giving yourself permission to be Mm. successful, to be able to achieve this, like you have to really set yourself up that you can receive it. Because also, you know, actually I've been listening to the book, um, Secrets of a Millionaire Mindset. You know, they talk a lot about different things to where some people, you are successful, but because you have subconsciously been taught to view money one way, you will basically self-sabotage and do stuff with your money to where it still seems like you don't have any. But if you Mm. shift that mindset and don't think that money is a bad thing, that no, I can do this with it, or my money is, it allows me to help others. Once you change how you view it, your whole mindset changes and you're able to um, tackle some of those issues that you were having. But for me, mindset is definitely number one. But then from there, you have to think about, you know, who is in your circle? Who are you Mm. surrounding yourself with? Um, Are these people feeding into these limiting beliefs that I was having? Or are they pushing me to know that I can achieve so much more? Are they, you know, inspiring me to want to do better? So you have to kind of figure out the environment you put yourself in, find a different circle, be willing to put yourself around people or that are going to push you and allow you to reach your full potential. And I guess, lastly, I think a lot of people don't realize this, but 
you need a coach. Like there's, you have coaches in life in every aspect. You need to be open to having someone be able to help you get yourself to where you need to be. So a coach, a mentor, but somebody that's helping hold you accountable and pushing you towards those goals that you have or helping you get yourself out of that limiting belief that's holding you back. Those are the, I guess for me, the top three main things that I see as challenges that people can and be willing to change and put themselves in a better position. And so I guess you said the second part, how could they change? Like for really, they could just start A with a lot Seeking of Seeking those things out. <laughs> exactly. Self-development. Affirmations are huge. People kind of like, you know, just saying something over and over isn't really going to change it. But no, it really does. The more you say things, the more you start to think them, the more you think them, the more you believe it and then you hear it and it's like you just it all goes together and so affirmations are so huge because you start to put that belief system back into yourself and then from there like I said change your circle find new people or people that are going where you want to go that are heading in that direction that you want to be in and then find a good coach that's able to help you reach the goals that you want to reach. So I find it interesting. None of these things would have been things that you would have expected to hear in terms of the financial realm. Like when you ask, what are some struggles that people deal with in the financial realm? You're expecting to hear about like, oh, people have debt or, you know, they're dealing with student loans or they're dealing with all of these things that have to do directly with money. So I love that you went all the way in the other direction of like, no, it really comes down to the foundation of you can only do what you believe you can do. Like if you're already starting right. out with this mindset of that's not possible, then why would you ever even work for it? Right. You have to kind of expand your belief system to, to start working toward things that you used to not believe were possible. Right. So mindset is a huge piece of that. You know, one thing that I talk about with my close group of friends now is that, you know, you can't lean on certain people for support. Your people that are around you at the start of your business probably are not going to be the best support system for you because they don't understand. Right. They're not doing the right. same work that you are. They're not expanding the same way that you are. So for them, all of these ideas and thoughts and all of this growth that you have going on, surround yourself with a group of people who are in a similar place to you and who are working on growing and strengthening or people who are just a little bit of a step ahead of you, right? Because you want to have something to look forward to and you want to be able to look at their journey and say like, okay, well, they did it. So that means that I can too, right? All of those things are super, super important. And I obviously, as a coach, I love the emphasis on coaching because I have several coaches myself and I'm a coach. I obviously see the value in that. We did have some questions that were submitted on social media. So if you're open to that, I'll go ahead and go into those. I really like this one. What are your thoughts on family banks? So my thought is that a lot of people don't know about them, but <laughs> this is something everybody needs to know about. Tools and strategies that allow you to basically cut out the middleman, which is AKA the bank, and really put your money where the bank has been putting your money 
all these years, receiving higher interest rates. Everybody knows we put our money in the bank and the bank does stuff with it, but we know banks aren't just going to be moving our money around to where they're not seeing a profit from it. That's how this whole system works. So instead of the bank getting the profit and us getting minimal, because I don't know if y'all checked, the last time I looked at some of my savings accounts, they were seeing 0.01% interest or probably even lower. So you're not really growing money in a traditional bank. Despite what we may think, we that's what we want to believe, but our money's really not growing. Y'all know y'all have checked and it's like, okay, for the whole year, you've earned 12 cents. That's not <laughs> going to help you <laughs> create a legacy or even help you reach a financial goal if that's all you're seeing um, in your interest. But with the family bank, you're able to cut out the bank and put your money where the banks have been putting it for all these years and seeing those high rates of returns. And so banks actually put our money um, in insurance companies. And so they insure the money. So that is what a family bank basically does. So I think it's just a really brilliant, genius idea um, to put your money where the banks put it. Not only that, the government actually created a law Call 7702A um, tax code to where if your money is actually in this insurance um, system, it grows tax-free and you can pull it out tax-free. I don't know about y'all, but tax-free money, I'm all here for it. I, I, I want to make sure I'm keeping all my money to myself. I don't want to have to pay, but that also, like I said, allows you to have um, tax advantages to where now you're not losing out on money like you would be putting it in a traditional setting. So family banks have a lot of different um, things going for them. They also protect your family. You can think about the um, money also being able to be transferred without having to go through different legal issues that can be taking money and taxing money again. Um, so a family bank is something that everybody absolutely needs to look into and realize the options that are out there. And the only thing that I will say quickly, a lot of people only know of whole life policies that, that are creating this, but there's a lot of other permanent policies um, such as IULs and different things that you can actually build a family bank and they have different um, advantages to them as well. So I'll just say, don't think there's just a one size fits all. There's still options in family banking, but everybody absolutely should look into it, especially if you're trying to build generational wealth or you want to make sure money is passed through your family a certain way. This is definitely something to look into. I love that. I mean, obviously I'm a big fan of family banks as well. That's what I'm working on creating for my family. Cause I, I really feel like that is a solid foundation for generational wealth, because if you don't have money, then it, it's kind of hard to, to build on that. Right. It's, it's hard to pass on nothing, you know, to the next generation. It doesn't, doesn't really right. stick to the, to the wealth portion of generational wealth. So I did want to go back to something you said at the beginning when you were first talking about family banks, because you were talking about, you know, our normal bank accounts earning just like this tiny bit of interest. But if you think about it, like you said, the banks are not going to, banks are designed to make money, right? So they're somehow making money right. along the way. So if they're giving any portion of interest back to us, that means that they're making money somewhere, right? So for me, just being the inquisitive right. person that I am, I want to know how that's happening, right? And so, like you said, the way that they're able to make money is because they're putting it into insurance, right? So it's it's worth it to kind of look into how that works, figure out how 
bigger guys are making money and duplicate what they're doing, right? There's something to be said about that. Our next question from social media was, is there an advantage to leaving money behind once you die versus spending it on your family slash community while alive? And just for a little bit of context, this was a question from somebody who was not familiar with the term generational wealth. And they were curious about why they would even need to take those steps to set up generational wealth, to leave anything behind, especially if it's somebody who doesn't have kids, right? So I sort of explained that, you know, it doesn't have to be just for your family, right? You can, you can set up funds and estates for a community. If you have a specific community that you're involved in or that you're a part of that you want to leave money behind to. So their question again was, what would be the advantage of leaving money behind versus just spending it within your community during your lifetime. Right. So when I think about that, I think about, you know, what is the purpose of your life? For me, I think everybody was put here to make the world better when you leave. And so when you're thinking about that, it's like, what is your legacy going to be when you're gone? How will people remember you? Now, like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be your family. It could also be related to a charity that you believed in, a cause that you were fighting for. And so most people, you know, naturally humans like to help other people. We do care. So there is something that you are passionate about, something that you truly believe in to where you know what, you could be setting money aside for helping feed hungry children. You know, you might have something that's, you believe in, you know, domestic violence. It's like a lot of different things that you can think about. Um, could be cancer research. But the thing of it is, when you put um, yourself in a position to create a legacy to be able to be passed on, you still are basically in your death or fighting that cause that you care so much about while you were alive. And so that allows you to, not only that, when I think about it, people also do what people see. So if more people were giving back or leaving money for others that would start to become more of a trend and you would mm -hmm. see this happen because people would be this is expected and so that's kind of how that works sometimes people don't do that because they never saw it before so they don't think to think like that but really for me I feel like it makes more sense um helping like a cause in that aspect because you cared about it while you were alive why not still have something in place that it can still be successful or finding new breakthroughs while you're dead but now when you think about a legacy to your own family I want my family to start off where I ended I don't want my family to start all the way over and start mm. where I started. So when you think about a race or a marathon, you know, everybody's running. And then let's just say y'all were running a marathon. You passed away and your child had to continue. Would you want your child to continue right where you stopped and kept on pushing forward? Or do you want your child to have to go all the way back to the starting line and keep on running? And therefore it's like nobody's ever we're not, we might be getting a little bit further, but no one's ever making great strides and gains mm. because we keep on starting over and over. And so that's the thing about leaving a legacy for your family. I don't want my children. So I went to school, have a master's degree. Um, I kept on putting it in deferment. By the time I looked up, interest kicked my tail and I was over six figures in debt from student loans. But because I know better, I'm setting things up that I don't want my children to ever have 
student loan debt like that. Never, right. never, never, never. And even if they did, there's a system in place that maybe once they graduate, it can all get paid off. It's gone. It's not something that's going to linger and hold them back and, you know, be a burden as they're trying to navigate and learn how to be an adult. So mm-hmm. with that, you put your family in a position that whatever you learned you allow that knowledge to be passed on and then they grow off of it, not just starting over. And I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of people feel like, well, I didn't have this. And so now it's kind of like, is, is that a selfish mentality? Just because you didn't have it, you want your family or your kids or people that you know to just be in that same cycle? Or do you finally want somebody to live out their potential? Because I feel like when there's no money boundaries, you actually get to live life and be exactly who you were destined to be. So now we don't have to worry about that. I can actually go out here and live and create what I'm supposed to be the person I'm supposed to impact society like I'm supposed to. And so that's, you know, the, the biggest benefit of leaving a legacy behind is allowing that baton to be passed and people mm-hmm. not having to start all the way back over from scratch. So that our kids have to start over from zero, right? It's like that whole mentality of like, oh, well, back in my day, I had to walk barefoot in the snow two miles to school, right? But like your kids don't have to do that. Why would you make them do that just because you had right. to? It doesn't make any sense. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So we'll wrap up here shortly, but I usually try to end the episode with one simple action tip for my listeners. So for anyone who is listening to this and who is interested in creating generational wealth for their family or in their community, what is one major tip that you would give them to get started today? That you need to schedule an appointment with a financial professional because there's certain accounts that are available. Even like when we were talking about the family bank, you, somebody's going to have to be able to show you that family bank account. They're going to have to show you how to get into that account. They're also going to be able to show you what you're, what you're really capable of affording how you make those goals become a reality. So if you have goals of trying to hit something, you need to talk to a person that's able to put you in that position that will allow you to reach those goals. And so I'm really big on financial professionals. Um, Even if you have a financial advisor, you can still talk to a professional because there's a difference. You know, most advisors work with a specific company. And so, you know, their opinion could be biased. There are people that work with multiple companies. Therefore, they're able to give a more broad um, vision and viewpoint to allow you to now choose for yourself versus just being, you know, told or sold what only one person has to give. So my biggest thing is definitely sitting with somebody that can help you reach that goal and those visions that you have, because if you knew how to build the generational wealth, or if you knew how to reach these goals, you wouldn't be coming here listening to us right now anyways, because you already have it figured out. But that's Mm -hmm. the thing, because we don't, we have to be willing to find out who can help us get to where we're trying to go. So that's my biggest thing. Like simple step, talk to somebody, just see what's out there. And I guess even on top of that, to make it even more simpler. So what I've learned in the last year is it's okay to to release that control over to someone who is more knowledgeable about a specific subject or who is more passionate about that subject or who has gone to school who has studied to learn about that thing, right? That again, that's that's where it comes in to play that you need to build this circle of people around you who are 
your people, right? Who are diverse and well-versed in different things so that you have these people around you that you trust to be able to, to help you with things that you don't necessarily know everything about, but you don't have to because you trust this other person who does know more about it, right? So that's where I think it's very important to have Absolutely. people in your circle who, who are passionate about different things than you, right? At least that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I, I love having all kinds of diverse right. people around right. me who are passionate about things other than what I'm passionate about because I know them and I trust them as a person, but I don't necessarily want to know everything about all of the things that they know about. I can just say, hey, help me with the thing, right? <laughs> because they're already doing it. They already know all of the things about right. it. They've already, right. they've already educated themselves. They've gone through the trainings. They've gone to school. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, so right. for you personally, I know that you always have your hands in a ton of projects at once, but what are you most excited to be able to offer to our listeners right now? And where can they find you? So like you said, yes, I usually do a lot of different things, but right now I'm actually really passionate about educating people on the financial industry and what's actually available to them. Um, I've really just kind of set back for these last couple of months and thought about, you know, a crusade that I realized so many people have no idea about. I've talked to so many people that have, you know, when we just think about retirement, people are like, yeah, I want to retire with this much money. I want to be able to do this and that. And it's like, okay, so what's the plan? Mm. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm not even preparing for my own goals. So just really being a voice that people can realize that people can talk to and also realize what it's really going to take. That's where I am right now. Wanting to make sure that people are aware of what's possible and then also being able to have a plan of action of how do I make that happen and so right now like I said I'm just really passionate on educating folks on finances um, different options available helping them think about their futures and what they really want Um, you know putting stuff in place that they're going to be creating those legacies and protecting their family um, asset wise and just um you know, from anything else that could possibly happen. So right now, that's my biggest thing, looking to educate people, also looking for people that are wanting to educate other people as well. Um, People that maybe want to change a career, or people that are open to different um, streams of income that allow them to help people in ways they maybe not have thought about at first. And so that's my biggest thing that I'm pushing forward right now is just really getting out here and sharing this information that we're going to call wealth care. Um, we're moving to wealth care <laughs> now instead of health care. Um, just really sharing the information and being excited and just helping other people realize, okay, I can do this, or this is possible, or this is all I need to do. And so right now you can find me on Facebook. My name is Terry Patterson, even though it's spelled a little bit differently, but you guys can see that. But um, I'm also on Instagram at I am Terry and I have a Twitter that I'm getting revved up for some things, but that is, if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Terry P. You know, that's the biggest thing. I'm just excited to share with people. I'm excited to educate because I know, you know, people want to know how their money works. 
people want to make good decisions with money. People don't want to lose money. So that's what this whole industry is about. And that's what this whole crusade is about right now. So I'm just really excited to see um, how many more people are going to be impacted and helped um, this upcoming year. Awesome. So what I'm hearing is that Terry is building an army of financial educators. And if you want to join her army, she's here for you. <laughs> I lost you right there. I'm the back end. right now. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. It, I was thinking to myself, I was looking like, I know that it just <laughs> That was the perfect the time. The that, was, that was the perfect time to cut off. Like, okay, Terry's here for you. Just kidding. No, she's not. <laughs> no, we're good. So, um, Real talk, Terry is here for you guys. If you are interested in, you know, getting involved and helping to educate people on their personal finance journey and helping them to create generational wealth of their own, that is the kind of thing that you can look forward to when you talk to either of us. If you are interested in reaching out to her and connecting with her, I will have all of her information linked up in the show notes. Um, again, you can find her on Facebook at Terry Patterson. Again, I'll have all of this in the notes. So it looks like Terry may be back with us. Thank you so much for being here today. And I will look forward to staying connected with you. And uh, we'll probably have you back on the show here at some point soon. All right. Thanks for having me on. It was my pleasure. You all have a great day. <music>